0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show Podcast, Hour 1. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here nationwide. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I hope you're recovered and not hungover from watching the Super Bowl last night. I wanted to actually start with the Super Bowl, but I can't. There's some breaking news I have to get to first. The United States government, the French and the British uh, and other European powers are all of a sudden telling their citizens to get out of Russia and do so quickly. Uh, The Russians have apparently begun an operation to round up foreign citizens, particularly targeting the Americans, but not just the Americans, because of the situation in Ukraine. This all comes now as there are growing rumors that perhaps the objects floating above us uh, are not just a Chinese operation but a joint military operation between the Chinese and the Russians uh, some people within the military complex are uh, suggesting that is the case. Now we need to go we, to touch on this getting out of Russia ASAP, uh, we've got to touch on the balloon situation here. First of all, I I realize that in a day and age where people can be convinced that a boy can become a girl, other people who may not be deluded by that can be deluded by aliens. I thought it was a joke, but actually there are a large number of people who, well, I shouldn't say a large number of people, but a vocal number of people who think that it's aliens, that, that maybe these balloons are aliens. If you are a space-faring race, and you have figured out how to traverse interstellar space, Between solar systems at more likely than not faster than light speed. Do you really believe that they would get all the way here only to be shot down by a Stinger missile? They figured out how to traverse interstellar space at faster than light speed, dodging asteroids and space particles, but a Stinger missile could take them out? Really? Really? I know there are dumb people, but damn, for the serious people out there, the ones who are not conspiracy theorists. The Pentagon is saying these are objects. By the way, one of the the Space Force generals or whoever is is not ruling out aliens. They don't want to rule anything out, which is kind of absurd, but nonetheless, uh, they're calling these objects, not necessarily balloons. They're not saying they're just balloons. And they're varying objects, including some of the reports from pilots. They can't figure out how they're navigating. That uh, They defy the wind current, so there must have a propulsion system of some kind. Some of them appear to have jammed systems. But I, we need to go all the way back to the first encounter that we know of. Because something has changed. And either way, it doesn't look good for the Biden administration. Just follow me out here. They allowed the first known balloon to traverse the entire continent. It was carrying a satellite array and observation equipment. We know now. They haven't recovered it all, but we know from the uh, binocular and, and telescope observations. We know it was trying to transmit data, and we jammed it. We know it could hover despite wind currents. It it could adjust itself in some way so that it could hover over locations, particularly for our uh, nuclear response system in Montana and over military installations even into Kansas and Missouri. And still, they allowed it to traverse airspace, to get all the way out of South Carolina and then blow it up. This is what we know. The first balloon was able to transit the United States, go across the entire continent, and then we shot it down in the Atlantic. Suddenly, they're shooting them all down. What changed? Originally, they said they didn't want to because they were worried about casualties on the ground and damage to property. Now they're shooting them all. They shot them down over frozen wasteland out of Alaska. They shot them down over Lake Huron. They're shooting them down. Why did they go from not shooting them down to shooting them down? I would submit there are only two good reasons. One is the government has been persuaded by public response that they should shoot these down. Let's think about this one. The government doesn't think they're a big deal. We've had stories about the supply chain issues and uh, that our military is not able to respond quickly or precisely or rapidly to be able to build up our missile systems. And yet they decided to spend money on firing Stinger missiles at these things solely because they wanted to placate the public. They didn't think it needed to be done. We're short on resources, but they decided to do it for the public as opposed to explaining to us why it is unnecessary. That wouldn't be good, would it? The other scenario is this one. They decided that the nature of the objects is such that they should be shot down. So why did they not shoot down the first one until after it had surveyed everything? Why the change in plans either way? It doesn't look, make this administration look very competent either way. It suggests that there is something seriously wrong with this administration's approach to the matter. Either it was worth shooting them all down or it was not worth shooting any of them down, but you are shooting them down now because of public opinion. And why are there now so many of them all of a sudden? My, my personal position here, I have no inside knowledge here. My personal position is that at this point, the Chinese are just screwing with us. And perhaps some of the objects, they, in fact, the, the Pentagon has been very clear here, as is this administration, that some of the objects are, don't appear to be like the other objects. Some of them are different. So I wonder if people are just screwing with us at this point. Some redneck somewhere has decided to get on on the act and is launching balloons with his helium supply he otherwise uses to alter his voice for his kids to make them laugh, and now he's launching these balloons just to, to mess with the American military. But at the same time, the Chinese, the Russians, and maybe others are as well. And it does suggest, and this is where I do have some inside conversations with people, It suggests to a degree that what's going on is the Chinese and the Russians together have begun to collaborate on these sorts of objects. It suggests a joint military operation by the Chinese and the Russians, which then puts in perspective and makes more sense why suddenly the Americans, the French, the British, and others are saying, get out of Russia now. It appears there's some level of uh, acceleration in what is happening in Europe It appears there is a global acceleration in what's happening with China and Russia and the rest of the world. I mean, listen, the American government said back in September of last year, get out of Russia. And today suddenly it's great urgency, you must leave immediately, get out of Russia by any means necessary ASAP. And it comes as suddenly we're seeing new objects in the sky that do not look like the prior objects. We see an escalation of the amount of objects. We know there's greater Russian and Chinese cooperation. We know they're building this axis of evil with Iran, China, and Russia as a global competitive threat to the Western alliance. We know this is happening. Suddenly, the French are telling people, get out of Russia. The British are telling people, get out of Russia. We see an increase in these things. What dynamics have changed? And also, why are they not taking the Biden administration seriously? I mean, I'm willing to believe that some of these objects aren't like the other objects and probably aren't of the same origin. The one shot down over Alaska was at 40,000 feet, not 60 and higher. It was interfering in airspace. What exactly was it? By the way, I've had several people now tell me that we now actually know, based on these weather balloon systems, we know from from real live fire incidents, uh, you got to use missiles, you can't use bullets. This is actually fascinating to me. Several years ago, the Chinese Air Force, or the Chinese, the, the Canadian Air Force, needed to shoot down a a stray weather balloon. It was interfering in flight patterns. It wasn't going as high as it needed to go. And they shot bullets at it. They shot over 1,000 rounds at it. They could confirm they perforated it, and it did not deflate because of the way these balloons are designed. You have to use a missile. How many missiles are we going to shoot at these things? What are these things? The Chinese, for their part, have now come out and said, well, you've done it to us first. I, I'm always amazed at the number of people who they hate the present presidential administration doesn't matter whether it's the left or the right uh, Democrats president Republicans hate them Republicans president Democrats hate them and so the parties on the outside believe what the bad guys say so the Chinese have come out and said you started it and a bunch of Republicans are like see see we got to let them do it now because we started it we did it This administration is very adamant, and by the way, the Trump administration, too, uh, their team is adamant, we did not do this to the Chinese. You have the Trump defense team, the Trump national security team, all saying we did not, during the Trump administration, send these things to China. And you have John Kirby come out uh, from the White House and say, no, we did not send these things. I'm not sure why we want to believe the Chinese. The Chinese don't play the same game. And this is one thing that we all need to remember and take heart, to. The Chinese actually don't play the Western game. See, Western countries... Under the the Westphalian, whatever you want to call it, um, the Western alliance countries believe in behaving in certain ways, in negotiating in certain ways, in engaging diplomatically in certain ways. The Chinese do not do that. The Chinese have never done that. The Chinese do not adhere to the entirety of Western diplomatic protocols. And we as a nation, we as a people have to understand the Chinese don't behave in the way Western powers tend to behave. So to treat the Chinese by the rules of Western uh, diplomacy is to be stupid to what they're actually doing. I, I just think that we need to be mindful, China's not actually an opponent, it's an enemy. It's it's not a trading rival, it's an enemy. The Chinese have a, a vision of global hegemon. They, they wanna be the sole superpower and they're willing to ally with the Russians to do it. And I don't think the Biden administration changing its response on these balloons, it sends a signal of getting aggressive, it sends a signal of not knowing what to do. It sends a signal of being out to lunch. If the Chinese are invading our airspace with these balloons, where are the sanctions? Where are the controls on imports? Where is the significant response? Talking to China about balloons is not going to stop the balloons. You have to treat the Chinese differently than you would the Germans or the French. That this administration doesn't understand it means we're going to be dealing with this not only for a while, but at an escalating rate, and they're going to send more and more objects. This administration handled it poorly. It either doesn't feel the need to shoot down these balloons and is only doing so because of public response, or it has now observed the balloons and knows there's something there that causes them to need to be shot down, which begs the question of why they didn't do it sooner with other balloons as well. Either way, they botched this. So my kid has a queen-size bed. We've got a king-size bed. We got him Bull and Branch sheets, and he's used them. He had, like, kid sheets, and now he's old enough he doesn't want the, the action figure sheets anymore. Well, we got lost because, I mean, the sheets look like our sheets, except they're queen-size sheets, and they got put in our closet, and the kid was in despair. We got him Bowling Branch sheets. They've gotten softer and softer, and he's like, where are my real sheets? He refused to sleep until we found the real sheets because they're that soft. They're that good. They're made with a 100% organic cotton thread. They get softer in every wash. You can stay cozy all winter long with a set of and Branch sheets. They really are that good. We have them on multiple beds in our house. My goodness. my uh, Seriously, my kid, uh, he's finally like, my sheets are for kids. I'm, I'm grown up now, and uh, it's just a, a step of quality above what he had, and now he's like, can't sleep without these sheets. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made without toxins. They're free of pesticides, formaldehyde other chemicals. They fit the deepest mattress too, which I love because we have a very thick mattress on our bed and it fits. It doesn't like bunch up and then snap off in the middle of the night. When you roll over, you can get 15% off your forced order. Bowling Branch sheets when you use promo code Eric at bolenbranch.com Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's BowlingBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares. Um <laughs> I'm going to share them with Charlie and Philip. <laughs> so somebody just sent me this video and so I had to share it with them. Um it's a it looks appears to be in India, and there's a tail of a snake hanging out of a ceiling, and they go to grab it, and the ceiling collapses, and it's a multitude of ginormous pythons, like like man-eating-sized pythons that fall out of the ceiling. Whoa. Oh, gonna have nightmares now. Um, okay, I, I want to talk about the Super Bowl just just a moment. Um, so, I, I, the the last the the the, the penalty call uh, for holding at the end of the Super Bowl the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles player admitted he did grab the Kansas City Chiefs player's jersey that he was holding. Uh, it was quick. He hoped they would let it slide. They did not. I think the Chiefs would have been able to score a touchdown anyway. I think they would have won anyway. Um, it was a good game. It was probably the best Super Bowl that I remember seeing in a long time. But, you know, one of the weird things to come out of is Don Lemon. the well, Elon Musk was with Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch owns Fox, the Wall Street Journal and the like, New York Post. Elon Musk was sitting with him. Let's just listen to this. But then you look at when you talk about reshaping truth in the, the media ecosystem and you see Elon Musk um, and Rupert Murdoch sitting there together, that gets people to wonder. And for some, it is confirmation that, see, that's why he shouldn't have done the interview with Fox. It's all, they're all in collusion out to get Joe I mean- Biden and, and liberals and the administration. I mean, it is kind of, you know, Musk has sort of positioned himself as this rebel against traditional media sitting next to, you know, one of the great media moguls of our era who uh, has these vast holdings. Maybe most interesting, you know, Murdoch's daughter, Elizabeth, a prominent media executive sitting next to Musk, who is theoretically currently in the search for a CEO to replace himself, which... Look, I, I find it absurd that CNN could devote more than a minute of commentary to the fact that Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch sat next to each other uh, only in the the nightmares of the left is this thing, um, and, and yet th- there had to be commentary on it. There was also commentary last night at last night's Super Bowl on Chris Stapleton. I personally very much liked Chris Stapleton's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Some friends of mine thought it lacked energy that it should have. I seen, uh, what's his name, the the coach, Nick Sirianni. Of the Philadelphia Eagles, crying. I mean, those were some deep tears during that Star Spangled Banner by Chris Stapleton. That that was it was impressive. It was a good game. It was a close game. It was a tight game. Uh, interestingly, there's a lot of commentary out today on the field. So the field was real grass. It was a special uh, blend of Bermuda grass, Bermuda and rye, uh, that was grown to take the wear and tear of a whole week out there. Uh, Being on the field, it was rolled into the stadium. It takes an hour or so to roll it in and retract it out. And they've had the same groundskeeper. This is the most fascinating thing. Every single one of the Super Bowls has had the exact same groundskeeper, which is incredible. Uh, George Toma, he is 94 years old. They call him the God of Sod or the Sod Father. And he has overseen every single grass turf field for the Super Bowl, all fifty-seven of them, which is remarkable. The whole thing was great. Even the all-female flyover—they showed up on time. Uh, they didn't jump any curbs. Uh, they didn't yell at anybody about asking for directions. I mean, he, even even that was fantastic. It was all—it was a well-done production last night. And the Rihanna uh, look. I'm not a Rihanna fan. It's not my cup of tea, but the staging of that halftime show with the the, uh, suspended stages rising and lowering the air, that was really cool. Clearly, Apple played a role in that, which they did. They sponsored it, uh, had some involvement in the staging. It It was very well done, Uh, and now we're in that sad period where there's really no sports to watch on Sunday nights. We'll make do until I guess the USFL comes out in the spring, and we'll see what that's about. Y'all, I want to be real honest with you. Uh, I have looked, because you have asked me to look, for a reputable gold company that can give you advice and answer your questions that's not gimmicky. Like, for example, some of them do certificates, and some of them they try to rope you in with other stuff. You are interested in precious metals for your retirement savings uh, to ease the ebbs and flows of inflation and wild swings in the stock market, Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold. That's who you want to call. Uh, Advantage Gold. I have looked into them. I have had them answer my questions. And it is not one of these gimmicky places. There aren't tricks. They really just want you to have a great experience learning how to be a gold investor. Give them a call. 800-450-2566. 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you. You can get their free golden IRA investment kit, but call them if you got questions. They're good people, 800-450-2566. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. So I don't want to spend just a ton of time on the uh, super bowl ads but uh, there was that one by tubi tubi is uh it, it's kind of like a, a streaming service tv and movie streaming service and there was that ad where it looked like somebody clicked the remote and it scrolled away i i don't know who thought that was a good idea it certainly got people's attention and we're all talking about them but <laughs> a buddy of mine who was at my house his wife turned off the tv last night she thought something had screwed up on the tv in the middle of the game uh, she was watching and couldn't figure out what had happened to the TV. I, she's not alone a lot of people so if you're not familiar with it you know how when you're you get into the channel guide on a TV and you start scrolling through the different channels um it's that's what it looked like and uh, people were displeased. Uh, the breaking bad ad I thought was a good ad uh I I actually haven't seen breaking I need to go I started watching it. And couldn't get into it, but like a lot of series now, you got to watch several episodes to really get into it. And I think I need to go back and revisit it. Um, it was a good ad. I, I knew the basics of of the background of the ad. Um, it was good. And then there was the he gets us ad. Oh, I'll talk about it for just a moment. I'm kind of fascinated by the reaction to the he gets us ad. Uh, so this is the Green family. The Green family started Hobby Lobby. They still own Hobby Lobby. Uh, they are big donors within the Christian space. And, and several times last night, there were ads about He Gets Us, uh, Jesus Gets Us, the ad. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, one of the ads was uh, Love Your Enemy. And it was a series of visuals of people yelling at each other in politics And at the end, it it just said, uh, he gets us. Love your enemies. That's what he wants. Something like that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, Something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. She was not alone. Talk about missing the point That's not what the ad did. The ad showed Americans yelling at Americans face to face and said love your enemies. Not a, not a message she wants to hear. I actually liked that ad um but uh, and my buddy Casey Maddox pointed out it, it it's it's kind of perplexed him that uh, these ads are seen as right wing. Um, so you, you got all these left wing people saying actually Jesus was a left winger. He was a refugee he cared about poor people. He was anti-racist. Here comes this ad campaign from the green family saying, Hey, look, Jesus was a refugee. He cared about poor people. He was against racism. They're like, shut up with your right wing Jesus ads. Um, I, I'm in the New York times today about these ads. Because I'm not a huge fan of the ad. I liked the Love Your Enemies ad. I thought it was a well-done ad. The visuals, the music, everything, it was a well-done ad. But I, so there's a, a Christian missional group that at one point spit money. I'm not making this up. This is a true story. There was a missional group that paid people to hike the Appalachian Trail. You heard me. They paid people to hike the Appalachian Trail. On the off chance, they may encounter fellow hikers and strike up conversations and ultimately be able to share the gospel message with them. Now, if you are a person of a particular age and denomination, you probably think that's a great way to spend money. I am not in that group of people. I think it's, it's wasteful when you could spend the money better. So in business, there's this thing called a return on investment. I'm going to spend $6 million on this ad. I wanted to impact X number of people. Uh, listen, I let me start this by saying the Green family, they're a great family. I don't want to criticize them. Uh, they're a good family. that they, they, they spend a lot of money on great causes. Uh, and your return on investment, I guess, is we're going to spend $6 million, and it's going to be seen by more eyeballs on television than at any other event this year. Because more people watch the Super Bowl than watch any other sporting event, typically, or anything else on television. More people will watch the Super Bowl than anything else on television this year. And, in fact, this Super Bowl was expected to be, as it was, one of the closest Super Bowl games in history, of all 57 of them. And it turned out to be. But, but... There are all sorts of ways that that money I think could go to better use here's the problem you're running an ad campaign. I'm in radio and one of the things in radio is uh, people are worried more and more are people even listening Younger people are getting it on the podcast Younger people are listening to the podcast younger people are uh, they, they, they're, they're scrolling through the ads they're, they're they're trying to get the same content but with all all the advertising And as a result, uh, fewer people, a lot of people are cord cutting. A lot of people, I know a lot of people who they run the show on a recording so that they can be about 10, 15 seconds behind so they can largely watch the stuff in real time, this particular event as well, and fast forward through the ads they don't care about. You want to see the Budweiser ad. You want to see the Coke ad. You want to see the movie trailer for The Flash. But the rest of them you don't care about. You're just fast forwarding through. So you get to an ad like this that automatically starts out with some visual appeal to controversy. You're like, I'm going to skip it. So how many people actually watch the ad? How many people? Now we're talking about it. So clearly it had some impact and they could say, well, everybody's talking about it. People are going to go check it out. Maybe they will. But there's a thing that happens in politics and nonprofits. Rich people spend their money on things without anyone around them to tell them it's a bad idea. So I've told you guys the story before. When I got into into radio, uh, Rush Limbaugh pushed me into radio and he said I needed to have someone around me who could tell me that I was screwing up, that uh, he called it my designated a-hole. And the purpose was not to be a jerk to other people. Although sometimes that comes in handy, particularly I don't like to tell people no, so I can pass it off to Charlie and he can, he can run interference for me. But the job is to critique me, to tell me I'm screwing up because in radio, in television, in entertainment, in politics, in rich people's lives, you get surrounded by sycophants who never want to tell you that you've done something wrong, and you come up with an idea and everyone says, "This is the best idea ever. By God, we should spend all of your money and pay me a commission to do it." And this is the um this this happens a lot in the entertainment space. I was actually talking a while back to a pretty well known, very prominent Hollywood celebrity who had moved his family out of Los Angeles. Uh wanted to get them away from that culture. Uh and he was in his single life, he had a very hard time because he was kind of a, a party animal and enjoyed it. Uh the, the the drugs and women culture that is so common at that lifestyle. He says he wasn't surrounded by anyone who could tell him he was screwing up. He was he was potentially destroying his career. He ultimately got married and uh, married to a, a person of high stature, but who was very grounded and could tell him, you're you're going to screw this thing up. And it's very, very common. And the same way, you so you get an idea, hey, let's spend a lot of money on an ad campaign. We're going to share that Jesus is relatable to a group of people who don't know anything about him. So let's design this ad campaign. And, and I'm just, I'm looking And again, if they want to spend their money that way, they, they can spend their money that way. But I'm thinking, how many kids could you rescue from failing public schools and give them a private Christian education if you want to share Jesus with them? How, how many kids? Because I guarantee you, more people will be affected directly by that. How many food pantries and soup kitchens battered women's shelters run by churches could benefit by that money. Now, the Green family gives tons of money to these sorts of causes, so I guess they got some excess laying around. I just, I I mean, I'm sure I'm spending too much time already on this, but it just seems to me that there's a better way. Um, My quote in the New York Times, I honestly think the biggest issue is you want to share Jesus with an unchurched crowd. The amount of money on TV ads is probably not the way to do it. Ed Sessler, who advises, uh, he gets us, uh, said if millions of people are touched and maybe even impacted by this and become more like Christ, there's actually a lot of resources that will flow from their changed hearts. Yes, that's a fair point, but I mean that strikes me as you're paying people to hike the Appalachian Trail and hope that maybe you can strike up a conversation to share the gospel when there are more direct ways, better ways, more economic ways, more efficient ways to spend the money again everybody's got their own opinion on this that one's mine relevant topic everybody's talking about that ad today for sure i, I mean and, and i guess there there's value there like this is a large conversation among people on social media today as to whether or not they spent their money wisely or appropriately and i still think it's going to get distracted by the breaking bad ad and the other ads. There were actually there were good advertisements during the super bowl last night all of them of course overshadowed by for once a really spectacular Super Bowl game. I was I was really impressed watching the game last night. Also, I, I made some phenomenal food last night um, for a, in those recipes when I did the deep dish chocolate chip cookies with some homemade vanilla ice cream on top, and I did the Wagyu sliders and I did wings, smoked wings. It was all good. Um had people show up, had a good time. Uh, in got to to celebrate a little with news that will be forthcoming for you guys soon I think um so it was a, it was a good time all right uh we can move on real quick though I, I I should have played this audio earlier somewhat out of context now but I had it I got Charlie to cut it up and I don't want to not play this ad uh there not play this ad play this audio this is John Kirby I mentioned it in the first half forgot I had the audio at the time but I want to play it this is John Kirby on China accusing us of flying balloons over China and uh lamir want to get your reaction to some breaking news out of beijing just in the last hour or two the foreign ministry there has accused the united states since the start of 2022 of flying balloons uh, 10 different times over chinese airspace can you uh respond to that accusation not true not doing it just absolutely not true so the u.s let me just push you a little further then so the u.s is not using these balloons technologies at all over china That is right. We are not flying balloons uh, over China. That is absolutely true. That's, Junker, absolutely not true. We are not flying balloons. Also, I said uh, Stinger missiles. It's Sidewinder missiles. Um, Those are the missiles that uh, we are using to shoot these down. Um, So I just just wanted to make sure you had all that that, um, information available for you. And correct myself. Before we move on to other stuff, including Tim Scott. Looks like he's going to run for president. I've got that information here shortly. Yes, Tim Scott, that Tim Scott from South Carolina. We'll get to it. Right now, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. They're having their three pack right now. You can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. So you're saving $200, getting them for less than $200, and they eliminate odors, bad odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors, uh, musty odors. You got a, a rental car that someone smoked in, it wipes it out um it, it's just it's a great product you get 3 of them for less than $200 at edenpuredeals.com edenpuredeals.com the discount code is just eric my name e r i c k so you put in eden pure thunderstorms uh you go to edenpuredeals.com you put in um eric on the front page of the website you get 3 eden pure thunderstorms for less than uh, $200. One for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your RV, your travel bag, like I do. You hold it in your hand, plug it into the wall, or use a USB cord to plug it in, and it wipes out smoke odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors. It traps mildew mold, pollen dust. You wipe it out on occasion. It's filterless. You don't have to keep a filter subscription. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, just Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 87-973-7425. nine, seven, three, seven, four, two, five. Don't forget, sign up for the email text data to three, three, seven, seven, seven. Get my daily stack of stuff. All the stuff I'm talking about during the show, all the links are there. And then all the stuff that I can't get to cause I run out of time. Now let's go to the phones. I am going to talk to Bob. Welcome to the show, Bob. Good afternoon, Eric. How are you today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I was going to comment about the balloon situation. Okay. Um, we are sending up F-22 Raptors equipped with Slinger missiles um, at a cost, I understand, of 500000 a pop. And they are saying that they're going too fast to get a good look at these balloons. I would think that would be more beneficial... If they use something like a C-130 gunship and just put a few 20-millimeter holes through the balloon and let it slowly drift down. So uh-huh. we'll would be spreading debris all over. And okay. I have a feeling that if this is Chinese, they're just going to keep sending these to irritate the hell out of us the, well, at yes. 500 bucks a pop. They are, but Bob, I, I've I've got the answer for you. Um, first of all, it, it, they it, I'm being corrected that it's sidewinders. Not the first one apparently was a stinger. Thereafter, they've been using sidewinder missiles. But uh, we actually know from real world uh, attempts to shoot these down with the 20 millimeter cannon guns that it doesn't work. Um, that the planes don't have enough rounds to be able to do it, uh, and a C-130 can't get high enough. Uh, for the rounds to reach. But with the the planes that can reach, uh, the way the uh, weather balloons are designed and the balloons the Chinese are using are designed is because of the, the paneled surfaces on the interior, you can put a bunch of holes in it and it's not going to come down, uh, which we did not know actually until the Canadians several years ago attempted exactly what you're talking about and it did nothing Uh, to take out the balloon. It actually, they perforated it with maximum rounds from two different planes, and five days later, the weather balloon finally drifted to the ground. Um, I assumed the same thing, that that would be possible, but I I don't understand the physics of it. I'm just telling you, I've read now two separate reports that uh, the military says bullets in these things, even from, first of all, that you have to have planes that can get high enough And then secondly, that uh, we now know from the Canadians who did this several years ago uh, that they could confirm the hits and the perforations in the balloon, but at that altitude, the way the balloons operate, eh, you're just not going to have a significant impact unless you're shooting straight down from the top, which is not possible. So there you have it. Um, And again, spare me the emails. All I'm telling you is, is what I've read now. Two separate confirmed sources and uh, the Canadian government talking about uh, they had a a paper out on why you got to use the missiles and not bullets. Um, there. Okay. When we move on now, 877 uh, 973 When we come back, Tim Scott from South Carolina intends to announce he's running for president. Nikki Haley announces on Wednesday, I will be at the Nikki Haley event. I was invited to come over. She's a friend. I'm gonna go over and and witness history being made in South Carolina with my daughter, who's a big Nikki Haley fan. she she really wants to go. Uh, I'll be broadcasting from Charleston um, after the event. And then we'll get ready for Tim Scott to announce, which is actually really big news. And I want to spend some time talking about uh, Tim Scott's potential presidential run. And the implications of it, including the implications of having two people from South Carolina running for president, which in and of itself is kind of an intriguing thing in in ways that people may not think about. Uh, We will be back. You're listening nationwide to Eric Erickson.